feel the sand uh, shifting beneath your feet, um, but it's just wet enough uh, that you can that it feels hard beneath you. Uh, you can see as you you sort of take in your surroundings. You can see the moon reflecting off of the water, kind of behind you. Uh, you can see the tall grasses waving on the dunes on the opposite side of the circle from you, and between you, uh, between the water and the dune, uh, the dunes. There's this small circle of figures. Um, there's four skeletal figures standing, and then there's one laying down on the ground, clearly having some sort of ritual done to them, with them, something like that. Of those those figures, uh, uh, three of them appear to be wearing uh, robes of some sort. Um, one of them appears to be wearing something closer to like commoners' clothes, maybe guards' clothes, something like that. And all of them appear to be facing you and and preparing themselves for some sort of fight. Off on the dune, you see Signe, who looks, uh, 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 like she is surprised by what she is seeing. Um, and, 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 uh, sort of, like, looks like she is piecing things together. So that is, uh, that is the scene. Uh, do you have any questions? Um, or do you want to make your, your action? I think at this point we should probably roll initiative of some sort. Yeah, I was trying to work out my armor class because I think it wasn't quite right on the sheet. Because I get plus one for dexterity, I get plus one because I'm a defense fighter. So I dodged a flaming blast from an evil priest? You did. Uh, and yes, you are... Was it visible to the naked eye, or was it like invisible? What, what did it, it look like? It was uh, visible to the, the naked eye. It was. It looked like a an actual um, a, a sort of... Uh, Ra- vaguely radiant flame, which which by which I mean that it it looked a little bit more white um, than uh, red or um, red or yellow, but it it, it shot past uh, through the air and and just barely missed you. Nice. Yes. Okay. All right. What's happening? Um, in this moment, I would like you to roll me uh, initiative. <laughs> That's a big two. Woo. Okay, well, I was going to... whoop dee doo Let me just roll real quick for any... I was going to write this down, but it'll be pretty easy to remember. Let me just have 17 people attack you, and then you'll go. Yeah. So there's... Once again, um, just to paint the scene, um, <laughs> you, four people standing, one person in the middle, um, laying down in the middle of them, and then off on a dune, uh, there's Signe, who has just arrived on a horse, and she looks uh, confused and surprised. One second, let me roll real quick to see if anybody did worse than a two, which I expect will be no. Really close. Nowhere near. 20. 17. Okay, yeah. Uh, everybody everybody is, is going to go before you. Uh, so one of the figures that among... Can you tell me how much scale male is for armor class? I will find out real quick. If you do that and then add three to it, that's me. Because I also have a shield. I'm a defense fighter and I have one dexterity. It's uh, seven, or sorry, 14 AC. So it, my AC is 17. Yes, that's very good. That's very good. So there's, of the, the four people that are... Um, standing up and, and looking at you. I'm going to refer to one of them as guard because they're not wearing robes. Um, one of them as priest because they're wearing nice robes. And uh, one of them as hat because they're wearing a hat. And one of them as, I guess, scarf because they're wearing a scarf. Um, but those the hat and scarf are both wearing uh, robes similar to uh, priest. 
So first up is um, Priest, who is the one that is um, standing to your side and was still continuing their chanting. And they are going to just keep on doing what they're doing. After that, you've got uh, Scarf, who is the one that fired the fire at you a moment ago. Um, and I will uh, allow them to, they're gonna try that again real quick. And uh, give me a dexterity saving throw again. Scarfula is going down. I got a three on that one. Ooh, boy. Uh, yeah, so uh, that does not save. So they they shoot at you, uh, and they it does it, this this radiance this radiant fire that seems to strike against you. Um, it hits and it it feels almost like it doesn't do quite as much as it should. If if that makes any sense, um, you you are you are familiar with uh, with sort of divine spells, and um, this uh, does two radiant damage to you. Now, I know I took some damage last time, but I don't think I noted it properly. Well, no, I took five damage. I was down to 29. Gotcha. I would have have laid hands on myself by now and got that back. Okay. So I go into the fight fresh. So I heal myself five. So I have 10 left. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'm down to 32. Um, Hat shifts away from you and, and sort of looks between you, guard, scarf and uh the one on the ground and settles in um looks towards priest and um appears to start chanting along with priest their jaw moving up and down uh slightly as they're they're making wordless or soundless words and then guard uh is going to break through the the circle and sort of charge towards you okay uh is there any benefit to me having like totally intimidated a bunch of them? Is will that help me at all? You know, you know, I think that's a I think it's a fair fair question. You recognize Guard as the one that you saw behind the um behind the museum and when they 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 step forward like they're going to to run at you, uh but since they are not carrying any weapon and they've just been like very freaked out by this whole situation, you see them uh step take, you know, take a step forward pause take a step back and um they're actually going to just turn and and book it they're going they're going to leave um, oh hell yeah you see um you see uh, scarf looks at them as they're they're turning and running away and appears to like yell at them and like shake a fist and the other one w- reaches back and makes a rude hand gesture at a uh, at scarf um, <laughs> uh and uh yeah um, so it is it is your turn now, I believe. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to non-lethally beat up the chin of one of the t- chanters. Okay. Uh, are you going to go for hat so or I'm just going to do some cool shit with my spear and whoosh. Nice. Um, I got a 16 plus. What is your, don't you get something that helps your attack? Is it just a proficiency bonus? Do you get that for attacking? Yeah, you get a proficiency bonus for attack. Okay. I think it's. I think it would be plus two because you're a fifth level. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm a second level fighter and a and a third level paladin. It says my proficiency bonus is three. Oh, okay, nice. So maybe they just add them together. Yeah, yeah. You would add. Um, usually, uh, you would add your strength modifier plus your proficiency bonus um, to the attack, assuming it's a that's okay. weapon here. You're efficient. So then I got a 19. 19. Um, yes. Uh, so you were doing this towards Priest. Let me see what his armor class is. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and this is all non-lethal. I'm just trying yeah. to stun him or take him down. Yeah, uh, yeah. You definitely hit him uh, hard in the the chin, uh, and it 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 hits him hits him squarely in the chin. How much damage does this spear do? It's with it's with like the blunt back end. Say six or eight, probably. Uh, yeah, it's it's one d six or. Actually, it's it's versatile, which means when you're using both hands, which I assume you are, it's one d8. Oh uh, no, I have a shield and a spear. Oh, okay, so it's yeah, it's one d6. So I got a six, and then I add my strength bonus to yep. it. Anything else? Just your strength. So that's seven. Cool. And uh, it appears to you, you hit this guy in the jaw, and you see their their head sort of snap to the side, and they um, step very, very shaken, look like they are, they look like they're trying to get, to continue, um, but they have really stumbled very, very hard and look very obviously shaken. Awesome. If anyone attacks someone within five feet of me, nobody's that, Signe is not anywhere close to me, so. No, 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 she's really far. That won't come into play. Okay. All right, no more mounted combat because I gave up my horse. I'm going to use an action surge and lean into this guy, like take some of his space, but then flip my spear around and punch the butt end of it into the other asshole that's been chanting. Gotcha. Is that the same person that shot the thing at me? No, uh, Scarf shot the thing at you. Um, you were hitting a hat who is, is focusing on this this ritual okay so i'm totally blasted i'm blowing up hat spot yeah um i'm basically letting anybody know that like they don't have to fight if they just stop fighting i'll quit beating up their priests and i got a 14 14 uh 15 15 okay yeah that hits that hits hell yeah that's five and this spear does it have any sort of holy radiant energy or anything like that uh it, it does not appear to um as far as you can tell uh perhaps as some sort of perhaps if, if you had to if we're able to spend some more time with it you might be able to find something out about it but um just in this moment the heat of the moment you aren't aren't determining anything special about it you could take like an action later to try to like figure something out but mm-hmm. who knows <laughs> this ain't a thinking time. This is an ass whooping time. <laughs> if I can, if I can communicate at all with the guy on the ground, I'm trying to give him some sense that he should use this opportunity to run. Uh, tell me what you what you say it say it in a in in a, in character. Tell me what you say. Okay, so like between thrust and parry and dodge, like every so often I look down at him and give him a huge open mouth, silently shouting run, and then quickly look off into one direction <laughs> and then keep fighting. Nice. Uh, after you hit hat, uh, what am I going to have happen at this point? So at this point... Um, okay, well, hold on. I've got to give you these guys fake names. I've got... Uh, Senior Poke, <laughs> Senior Hat, Scarfula. Okay, who else? Uh, so Guard, I don't know what you wanted to name them. Uh, they ran away. Um, and the one on the ground, I have noted as Flotsam, <laughs> but you can name however you want. <laughs> That's the guy I met in the hall, in the alley? No, no, the one you met in the alley who just ran away uh, is Guard. Oh, okay. The one that's uh, that you just tried to talk to, who is like lying on the ground, um, it was uh, Flotsam. Okay, 
So yeah, I'm trying to encourage Flotsam to run off. <laughs> as you you say that, um, as you you look towards uh, towards Flotsam and, and mouth run to them, um, you notice that the water, the tide, has been slowly rising and has has partially like covered them. Oh shit! Which is, but not over their not over their face or anything like that. But uh, but roll me a perception check in this moment. Oh, I just realized I didn't even know if they were tied up or in a box or what. You did see them moving earlier. They they appeared to be okay. able to have free movement. I got a fourteen. Okay. Um. So you you notice a, a few things in this moment right after you have knocked priest to the ground and uh, knocked um hat or slammed hat in the the face. One of the uh you notice that flotsam appears to be completely unbound they are not they're not tied up um they have some things piled around them and a few things on them they appear to have some sort of a necklace um they appear to have similar robes to everybody else and they also uh appear to um have just water pooling up around them um what's interesting about that is there is not water pooling up around you or <sighs> around anyone else just around them the it's it's almost as if the the sea is sort of pulling up to meet them where they are. Oh, it's coming way up above the regular tide line. Yes. Okay, I immediately am going to get over there once I get a chance. Cool. So in this, um, I will re-entering initiative. Priest is going to uh, take a shot um, at you. They are, are sort of collecting themselves and they abandon the act of chanting for a moment. They, uh, they raise up their hand and... Um, you see a light forming in their hand um, over uh, some uh, a, a beaded maybe necklace that's wrapped around uh, around their palm. Uh, you also notice a, a bit of sort of like singeing happen on the bones that are there. Um, and as that that happens, they are going to roll a ranged spell attack. Oh, God, I. uh Ooh, boy. I am still holding my shield, so I get a 17. Yeah, so uh, they they shoot this, uh, a flash of light bursts from their palm where where this sort of singeing had started, and it clatters against your shield, and you see um, this bolt leave, you see the, the reflection off of the shield strike the sand next to you, and the sand is left um, singeing and smoking, and you, you've feel perfectly fine. You have not been affected by this uh, this attack at all. And with that, um, though, the priest is going to run a little bit away from you, um, try to give a little bit of distance, maybe move mm. over towards where the horses are. Mm-hmm. The horses are tied up. Oh, where are the horses exactly? Uh, they're maybe 20 or 30 feet away from you right now, from this main circle. And they're, they're, he's running off in that direction. After that, Scarf is going to... Um, they they feel like they've they've done pretty well with their uh, their previous couple of attacks, um, so they are going to try that again. Uh, roll me again <laughs> a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Sixteen. Yeah, you saved uh, saved it again. Sweet. Once again, a a uh, a bolt of uh, fire, um, a radiant fire, um, shoots out towards you, and you definitely move out of the way. Or, or no, actually, no, you you grind your feet into the ground and take it against the shield and it just like fizzles there um, against the metal. Fuck yeah. And the metal, it turns sort of white hot for a moment um, and you lower the shield down and give them a look like, 
really? Mm. That, that's what you're going to try? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just see my eyes between the top, the bottom of my helm and the top of my shield. Mm-hmm. Finally, Hat runs forward to the uh, to Flotsam and places their hand on Flotsam and is going to. Uh, they do a they do something and you aren't sure what it is exactly. But as they do it, the water pulls up and completely envelops <gasps> Flotsam and uh, to the point where it, the oh, water no. meets, meets Hat's hand uh... pressed against them. Uh, now it is your turn. OK, I reach down with the spear and I try to shove it onto the chest of flotsam Mm -hmm. and like wiggle it around their hands and try to encourage them to grab it okay uh and you just do they get it uh they do not appear to react to that um you see their hands can i try to wrap one of their hands around it uh like sort of describe you know like like spell it out for them, grab their fingers, put it around the staff, squeeze them. Oh, gotcha. So you've like sort of run down uh, next to to them and the their hand, their skeletal hand is like reaching out of the water and you've uh, tried to pull it onto onto the spear. Right. Basically, I'm letting them use the spear to like give extra points of contact while I pull them out of the water. Gotcha. Uh, but if they don't end up grabbing, I'll just grab them. Okay, cool. With the spear between us. Give me a uh, strength check as you pull, try to pull them out of the water because they do not—they do not appear to grab, to react to you at all, um, to grab the spear or anything. Okay, that's a seven. Seven. Um, so you—you uh, you try to pull them out of the water, um, and as you do that, you feel the—you feel hat uh, sort of pressing them down and. You see um, Scarf running towards you, uh, trying to to intercede with what's going on. But uh, more importantly, you feel resistance, uh, almost as if it, it, the water is getting thick um, and it is preventing you from from pulling this figure out of uh, the water that has enveloped them. Oh, God. And uh, do you do anything else in this moment, um, not being able to to pull them out of the, the water? Uh, I mean, I, there's things I can do as an action, but nothing, uh, nothing bonus or whatever. I'm just, I start screaming, uh, you know, Lumen, damn you, back off and let me save this man. Nice. Okay. And I'm just screaming in the person's face. Uh, but I, but I'm putting all my effort into lifting this person. Cool. So, um... Scarf with this um, scarf rams into you, rams into there with their shoulder, and is going to try to do a strength contest to see if they can knock you away from what's happening here. Uh, so, get, roll me a, a, a strength check. Thirteen. They they run into you, and you just sort of shove them to the side. <laughs> they got a, they got a uh, <laughs> they got a five. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! They, you shove them to the side, and they they hit the ground um, next to you, and and sort of roll uh roll away hat uh seems you know it's is looking at you and is is appears like they are yelling something but you just see their jaw moving um and at at, at this you you hear um signe atop the dune who has apparently been watching all of this go down she she says i will go get help for for you stay keep stop them or something by the light of lumen Tis a tale of honor forged in fire! 
Uh, yeah, she is. She is shouting. She doesn't. She just kind of incoherently says she's going to go to get help, and uh, she runs off in response to that. With with that, it is. Uh, it is. I'm going to roll a, a final thing as um as Hat tries tries something else. Okay, uh, and it is your turn. It is your turn. Uh, so I'm just in full firefighter mode. Like if if I can, I will wrap my shield around this person and like lift them up onto my chest and pull backwards out of the invisible water. Uh, if I can't quite do that, I'll drag them along one side and then use my spear to to beat everyone back. And I'm like trying to pull backwards out of the out of the sea. Okay. Uh, roll me another strength check. 16. 16. Let me roll a contest. Oh, yeah. So you you pull this this um, this figure that they were doing something to. Um, you pull uh, on them and you slap at the other uh, the other two that are still here. Um, the priest, by the way, is is appears to be riding away uh, on one of the two horses. You are slapping at those two with your spear and uh, pulling this this, fine, this figure uh, flotsam out of the water, and uh, and you manage to do it. You you knock the other two away and pull this one out of the the rising uh, the rising enveloping tide, and and uh, you have you have gotten them out of that that space. Uh, what do you what do you do in this moment? Um, now that I've got them free of the water, I'm going to get the two within my sight and turn the unholy. Okay. As an action, I can censure fiends and undead. Each fiend or undead that can see or hear me within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failure, it's turned for one minute or until it takes damage. And turned basically means it it doesn't want to fight me and it like tries to run away or, or stay away from me. Gotcha. I roll a wisdom saving throw, you said? For each of them? Yeah, 14. Okay. Oof. 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 Okay, so um, the the two figures uh, that were still still present, um, Hat and Scarf, uh, you... Describe to me what this looks like when you uh, activate this. So I'm pulling the person back, like dragging them up the water, and I've like got the spear out in front of me. I'm doing like figure eights or whatever. Mm. And it's it's starting to glow. I found out it wasn't spiritual weapon; it was sacred weapon. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, uh, <laughs> so my sword's kind of like I'm not full sacred weaponing, but it's getting a little shiny. Mm-hmm. And then the symbol under my uh, doublet starts to glow, and I say, "Fiends, if thee be foul, return to hell." And uh, and trying to scare them away from me. Nice. Uh, so a- as you do this, um, those two figures, uh, those two figures in front of you, they one of them steps backwards and then turns and runs towards the remaining horse. And the other one, you know, sort of snaps their head and, and like, like, oh, and uh, reaches towards them, sh- appears to be shouting towards them to wait and then also turns and runs <laughs> after. Um, you, uh, you also feel the figure figure um, beneath you uh, struggling. Um, uh, beneath your grasp. Oh, okay, I'll pull them back a few feet and then let them. I'll I'll help them sit down and then stand away from them. Okay. Uh, so as you as you do that, um, as you you pull them up uh, and let them sit down, the other everybody else 
fleeing this this shore, um, this person uh, standing in front of you shuffles up and shuffles backwards, and you, uh, in the moonlight, you start to get a, a better look at this figure that had been in the middle of, of, of all of these these people. As you look at them, you, you notice something strange about their 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 skin. Um, you notice uh, you notice that that the you know as the you wipe away um, they're they're sort of tripping uh, as they're backing away from you. Um, they're backing away from your 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 sort of glowing weapon um, uh, that you're you're now setting by your side. Um, I assume. Oh yeah, it, it immediately calms down, and I like yeah. just kind of lean it as far away from them as possible. Gotcha. Well, uh, they're you know still still slightly um, shuffling away from you. You you start to you reach up and sort of brush away some of the the uh, the the driftwood that was like pressed into uh, pressed over them, the the seaweed and stuff that was that was covering them, and um, brush away some of the sand that's on their face. And a strange thing happens, which is that as you you brush away the the sand. Um, there's just sand underneath. And this this figure, um, as they, they sort of sit up and look at you in the moonlight, you see that their their nose, their cheeks, their their scalp, their and the skin on their hands that they're that's being raised up towards you. Uh, it's all. Just. Wet sand. Wow. And they look at you uh and so i've got my hands in their driftwood hair or whatever mm-hmm. their seaweed locks and i'm like oh and i just kind of leave my hand there for a second like seeing if they'd mind if i touch them or if that would be weird you know i have mm-hmm. that awkward moment um and as uh as you do that you notice that that same that glow that had been there when uh when the ritual was happening you notice it hasn't entirely faded. You notice that there there is still a, a slight glow emanating from their eyes, which, you know, you might have thought that was a reflection of the, the moonlight in their their eyes before. But now that you know this is all sand, you can tell that's that's not not what that is. OK, I lay down the, the staff or mm-hmm. the spear just against the sand and I lean in and I get as close as I can to them that they're comfortable with mm-hmm. to really look at their eyes uh, up close in this this moment um, as you were you're trying to get a, a better better look at them you can see that the the sand that is covering them is it's, it's sort of shifting is Man, uh, it, it's it's sort of shifting. It is pooling in different spots. Uh, you can see as you are, are taking a closer look at them, they raise their their hand up, and you see a uh, a fiddler crab drop out of their their palm as they you know just sort of lift their hand up, and they they look at their palm in shock, and they they try. It looks almost as if they try to say something for a moment, but their mouth just sort of seals up as as sand covers uh that space um where there should be lips there should be a nose there should be uh all of this stuff and uh their eyes their their slightly glowing eyes look wide and horrified and as they they look at you um 
So they do project a human-like emotion. Yes, they are definitely projecting a, a human-like emotion. And is there any facial feature definition at all, or is it just like a sand tube? You are seeing, um, you see a nose, uh, you see lips, and you see ears at first, uh, but you are quickly seeing those features sort of slough off um, and just fade into a, a, a flat flat surface covering this person's face, this person's head. And you, I, I'm trying to think right now what, I had an idea of what was going to happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering right now since. Uh, Are they wearing any clothes? Like, is there anything to them or is it just almost like a snake made of sand? They are wearing um, the same uh, sort of robes that the other the other um, people were wearing before. Oh, like it's a cult or something. Yes, I guess. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I reach in and I try to do that move where you like slide your fingers in under someone's hair and like cradle their skull and neck. Mm -hmm. And then I reach down and like touch the fabric of their arms robe mm -hmm. and like try to feel if it's real and like but project a lot of love and like safety. Like I'm here to help. I just saved your life. You know, that kind of thing. Nice. Um, as you you do that, uh, you feel the sand sort of falling through your fingers behind their their skull. And you you see this the sand just sort of pouring off in chunks off of this figure. Ah. Uh, and in the moonlight, as this happens, um, you see in front of you revealed a uh, skeletal figure like the ones that you saw just moments ago running away. That's what's in front of me. That is what it's in front of you. That is this this figure. Can I as the sand is falling apart, I want to do laying on hands and try to heal five. OK, yeah. Uh, Does anything happen? <laughs> uh, so as you you do that around where you, you have your hands placed, you see the hand, the sand sort of slow and, and, and start to solidify, start to harden a little bit. Uh, but it, it, it only happens for a moment before it uh, breaks apart and and continues uh, falling off of this figure. Uh, if I use my last five, will it matter? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. <laughs> okay, cool. Wow. Is it still a person or did it totally fall apart? As the, the final uh, pieces of sand and flotsam and jetsam um, fall off of this, uh, this creature, off of this, this figure in front of you, um, and you see a slight soft glow uh, remaining in there, in the, the sockets of their eyes, of their, their skull, they, they turn and look towards you and slowly raise one of their, their hands to your face and start to reach towards the symbol that's hanging um, beneath your shirt. Uh, but before they, they touch it, you see one of their fingers, one of the bones, uh, fall back, and you see them just break apart and fall into pieces beneath you. So beneath you lies a, a pile of, of robes, a pile of bones, a pile of, of flotsam and jetsam. The, the sound of crashing waves is to your left. The, the breeze going through, dune, uh, through grasses to your right. And as you, you look around you, you see hundreds, if not thousands, of crabs uh, collected on the shore uh, facing you and this figure. Oh my God. 
And uh, what do you do right now? I immediately start trying to pick up the body, whatever's left of it, try to keep it inside the robe Mm -hmm. and then get to higher ground. Um, as you you pick up this body uh, the and and walk towards the dune, uh, the crabs part for you. Um, they don't they don't seem to to stop you, but they they sort of follow after um, and then stop on the shore uh, as you you crest the dune um, and walk back towards town. I don't want to go back towards town. I just want to go up oh. to that high dune where I started with the horse. Okay. And I want to and I want to lay these bones out there and spend some time trying to figure this out. Attention, Lord Frederick. I, Amar Pardama, defender of the faith do hereby swear that all these events did happen as written. First, we have a church. We do not own the property yet, but we have been lent a space and are having regular meetings. Second, I am without a doubt the strongest warrior in the village And they all look to me for guidance in this matter. We are fighting evil. Make no mistake. Third, I have engaged a dangerous threat. They are shapeshifters or zombie people. They are somehow dead and undead. They take form unexpectedly and then lose it. I am consulting with Lumen. I will tell you when I know more. Need reinforcements. As many arms and armored as you can bring here. Horses. And then he rattles off a list of fortifications, all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's shooting for the moon, right? (laughs) First big report. You got to just pile on. He's like, lumber. I need salt, right? He's just going for it. I need boats. I need (laughs) war galleys. Anyway. So after a long list of that shit, he says, uh, by the light of Lumen, I stand righteous in your faith, prepared to do battle with the enemy. I will bring the spear into the darkness. I will shine on behalf of Lumen, on behalf of the faith, on behalf of all beings everywhere. Lumen is love. Lumen is light. Amar Pardnama. Defender of the Faith. Very good. And yeah, I think that we're going to go ahead and, uh, and end that there. But um, I, this has been a, a great, great couple of games. Uh, how, how are you feeling, Jeff? Man, I just love it so much. I can't get enough. This is so great. Yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to come on and, and be silly with you. Yeah, this is great. I'm very glad that you. I finally was able to get you on. Uh, this is this is really fun. A long time in the making. Hell yeah! Did I kill that person with with cure wounds? What's going on? No. Uh, <laughs> listen after the credits, and we'll talk about it some more. Uh, so uh, until next time, uh, where can people hear you? Oh, okay. You can listen to Everything Is Awesome with Jeff and. Uh, 
question mark? It's up in the air. <laughs> I'm looking for a new co-host. Um, but yeah, just look up Jeff Richardson or El Jefe Tacoma. Everything is awesome. You'll find it. Uh, awesomepod.squarespace.com is that show. It's like a talky, like interview artists, talk about our feelings. I share my writing on there. Nice. Um, and then I do two actual play podcasts, Shattered Worlds RPG. Uh, it's it's a game that I created, a whole system and stuff. And it's like a it's like a beta test basically. Everybody comes on and like tries to break the system, and like nice. we end up making all these great crazy stories. Right now we're in the in the middle of this arc on this planet that was just totally ravaged by climate change and so like all their actions kind of happen in the context of this this soup of what might be for us it's pretty wild and uh and then over on my newest podcast with a whole bunch of people from the trap society which is our tabletop rpg group uh folks that make these kind of shows and uh ty helped inspire it it's called the war for the tower one day on our page ty was like is there a role-playing game set in new york city and somebody's like marvel superheroes and i was like holy shit is there a role-playing game <laughs> set in the world of the dark tower I don't know. Let's find out. And then, yep, turns out we're doing it. We made it ourselves, and it's really cool. And so, yeah, that'll be found at warforthetower.com. I'm having a podcast problem with iTunes right now. Oh, no. So, But you can find it. Just go to warforthetower.com. And hopefully that'll be resolved long before yeah. this episode actually gets released. <laughs> long. That's just months Gosh, away. Yes. I hope so. Uh, well, um... I, I guess that's uh, that wraps things up. Uh, thank you again for joining me. And um, until the next arc begins, uh, let's uh, pitter-patter on out of here. Hell yaller! Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. your life was a little more spooky well what the heck hello everyone my name is jordan reed and i'm Lindsay reed and this is spooky spouses a podcast about ghosts and stuff tall tales although we went to dinner last night and you told the lady on our wait list that our name was cradge <laughs> Was it Cradge? <laughs> Creepy cryptids. There. Or Pizza Rat. Pizza Rat is pizza and a rat. Yeah, it's double delicious. He's a rat with pizza. It's like, yeah. oh man. Thank God there hasn't been a corn dog rat. Or you'd be eating that I rat. Think, you know what? I think, in my defense, if someone was like, you ate a live rat, I'd say, well, it was holding a perfectly good corn dog. <laughs> Monstrous goofs. Well, you could probably just put a video because, like, our tombstones will probably just be, like, videos replaying. They'll be, like, memes or oh GIFs. My- 
Yeah. Our tombstones will probably just be gifts. That's, that's one of the coolest things you've ever said. <laughs> A spooky spell. <laughs> Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat that whole time. Spooky Spouses, a part of the Scavengers Network and Viddy Space. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. I, I think I, I think I know what I how I want to to wrap this up, how I want to end this. Um, and I think what I would like to do is to have you um, do a basically like narrate uh, or, or say what you would say to um, the high priest of uh, Lumen uh, in your follow up letter to say, like, what has happened here. Uh, so I kind of I, I'd be I think I'd be cool. With this is my Dale Cooper talking into his recorder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just sort of say, like, hey, this is so after this crazy thing happened, this is what I did uh, in this situation. Did you have any like thoughts about how you thought this arc was going to go that that did not that were like that were completely off base or that that do you have any any thoughts about about how this went? When I first got here, I seriously thought it might be just pretty animal crossing. Oh, interesting. You know? Like very like just chill. Just me like getting to know people cuz I I'm, I'm playing a guy who's super nice mm-hmm. and helpful, mm-hmm. which I don't always play mm-hmm. and his whole deal is just to help people and make them like Lumen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it could go that way. And then luckily you let him drink. And when he <laughs> drinks, he gets kind of into adventure yeah. and some adventure showed up and it was like, Whoa. And, and it reminded, I mean, partly cause it's the skelly people again, but like it, it instantly reminded me of Eli's time in the, the Skelly city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I was just like, Oh wow, where is this going? And then when I was able to intimidate him and not hurt him, mm-hmm. I felt like that was a huge win that I like, I, I just, I was just waiting to find out where that was going next. Yeah. You know, there, there's definitely, uh, this definitely did not go how I expected it to at, at pretty much any point. And I, I'm totally into that. Um, 